You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Why do we need to get out of the way? Because we want God to have His way in us. We want the Spirit of God to have His way in us. You know, last week, I received uh, two emails that were that just, you know, one in front of the other, and it was beautiful. The first one was uh, uh, somebody from Ormoc. You know, Brother Bo, I'm, we're building the feast in Ormoc. I said, wow, that's fantastic. And then the following email was from Vic Espanol, the head of our international operations, and he said, Brother Bo, pray for me. I'm in Oslo. We're building the feast here. Oslo. I, I don't even know I, what country that was, that, that's in. We, I, I was absent in the geography class. I googled it, Norway. We have a feast in Norway. My gosh, there are six feasts in Singapore, 15 feasts in the Middle East. Do you know that there is a feast called, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's in, the, in our feast app, but there's a, there's a feast called Around the World. Ask me why. Because it's built on a cruise ship. And, the, you know, there are a lot of Filipinos there. So wherever the, the ship goes, they have a feast. You know, the U.S., the Euro- It's amazing. And to think that 10 years ago, there was one feast in Valle Verde. One. Now 349 feasts around the world. And, and why? Ask me why. Because... The elders around me during that time, we decided we're going to get out of the way and let God do something. And He used us to raise up younger people who would lead the community and lead the different feasts. You need to learn to... You know, yesterday was uh, in the Araneta Coliseum, we had the 50th anniversary of the Charismatic Renewal. Are there people here who can can say that they were once upon a time, they attended a charismatic prayer meeting? Can I see a raise of hands? Just want to know? Okay, very few. Because that's where I came from. And those are our roots. And I preached on, yesterday, I preached on John chapter 12, verse 24. And Jesus says that unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies... It remains alone, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. I'm going to ask you this question. How many of you want to bear much fruit in your life? You want that? In your family life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your business, in your, in your career, in your health? You want that? Everybody say, I want to bear fruit. Say that again. I want to bear much fruit. You need to do one thing. Ask me what? You need to die. You need to get out of the way. You need to die to your pride. You need to die to your attachments and allow God to work and move in your life. Today we're going to work on the Holy Spirit in how He gives the fruit and the gifts. And the fruit, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk more about this next week. But I'm going to read it for you 
anyway. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Let's read together. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Next week, I'm going to have fun. We're going to have fun delving into this. But today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on gifts. So the Holy Spirit gives fruit and gifts. And the gifts are found in 1 Corinthians 12. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. And then Paul lists down nine of the gifts. There are much more. There are many, many gifts, but, but he lists down nine. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by, by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. You can actually divide and put them into three baskets, these nine gifts. The first basket is what you call the wisdom gifts. Say wisdom gifts. The wisdom gifts would be the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, and the gift of discernment. Now, who are those? Who are the people who need these gifts? Of course, obviously, teachers, preachers, counselors, leaders. But you know, you know what? I believe that anyone in a leadership position should have these gifts. If you're an entrepreneur, you need the gift of wisdom. You need the gift. How many of you are leaders in your own field? Raise your hand. You are so shy and timid. How many of you are parents? You're a leader. Guess what? How many of you have an influence with your friends that when you speak, they listen? You're a leader. And you need wisdom. You need knowledge. You need the gift of discernment, knowing you know, the, the source of this, whether it's bad or it's good, you need these gifts. The other basket, second basket, is the, the, the faith gifts, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles. I pray that we will have more of this in our church, yes or no. I, I pray you, we will have. You know, we have a special gift in the feast, in all the feasts, or, or in many of the feasts. We have an intercession ministry. These are people who volunteer and pray for you. They pray for you every day, and then they gather together once a week. They get your, you know the prayer petitions that you write down on those envelopes? They pray for each one of them. And they're an amazing group of people. And guess what? Those people, they need more of the gift of miracles and more of the gift of healing and more of the gift of faith. By the way, we're giving a workshop for intercession. It's very, very powerful. Uh, when will it be? June 16. I hope you, you, you uh, get into that. And then the third, the third basket is the speaking gifts. You've got this, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. And how many of you are familiar with, the, with tongues? Raise your hand. Again, very, very few. 
there are two kinds of tongues. You've got the speaking in tongues. It happened in Acts chapter 2, where the apostles experienced... Pe- By the way, can you just greet somebody beside you and say, Happy Pentecost? Happy Pentecost, everybody. And while you're at it, tell somebody beside you, Happy Birthday. Ask me why. Today's the birthday of the church. It was born on Pentecost when the Holy Spirit released this power on the apostles. And this is what happened. They began to speak in tongues. That's what the Bible says. And people from around the world who were visiting Jerusalem, they heard their own mother tongue spoken by these fishermen, Jewish fishermen who who were uneducated, but the Holy Spirit was giving them the gift of tongues. There are two kinds of tongues. You've got the speaking in tongues, and that's what happened in Acts chapter 2. And then there's what you call the praying in tongues. Can everybody say praying in tongues? When you speak in tongues, you need someone to have the gift of interpretation. When you pray in tongues, you don't need someone to interpret because I'm going to read to you another passage. It's Romans chapter 8 verse 26. It says, We don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. I've been praying in tongues privately or with groups of people who understand this. We don't do this at the feast uh, because there's so many people who, who come for the first time. But as, 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 as you go along in, the, in your life, in the light of Jesus, in our community, you know, you get invited to a ministry, you get invited to a small light group, you get invited to a love life retreat or a, or, or a, uh, a, a lighten up couples retreat. And then, and then you get invited to a Jesus encounter. And in a small Jesus encounter, we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life and something happens, and and many times you pray in tongues. I think the best way for me to to explain what this is all about is for me to do it right now. So uh, just caution, don't don't be weirded out, but I've been doing this for 40 years, (laughs) almost 40 years, you know. I I pray, and and then I I just, the the Holy Spirit gives me the the prayer to, to pray in words, and sounds and noises that I don't understand. But it's the Holy Spirit praying in me. I pray in the Spirit. Now, I know there's some people who want to walk out of the room right now. But I've, it's so natural for me because, as I said, I've been doing it for four decades. And it's, it's, I pray that you one day will get invited to a Jesus encounter. And we pray for the baptism for you. And you start praying in this way. In groanings that cannot be expressed in words. What I want to share with you is that my experience with the gifts of the Spirit, whatever gift, it comes when you get out of the way. When you get out of your pride. When you get out of your own you know, self-centeredness. And you say, Lord God, just use me to bless people. Use me to serve people. This is my story. You know my story. I was 13 years old when Sister Ida, the leader of our small prayer group of 30 people, stood up in front of everybody and said, Brothers and sisters, last night I received the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is not predicting about the future. Prophecy is God talking and and giving you a message. And she said, I've heard God tell me that one of you will start to preach the gospel. And my mother was very happy because the pronoun used was he, masculine, because there were only two, two guys in the group. 
and, and she, she came up to Ida and she says, Ida, praise God, my husband will start to preach the gospel. You know, because that's what, that is what Ida was saying. One of you will start to preach the gospel. One of you will receive the gift of wisdom. One of you will preach all over the world. And, and my mom said, praise God, you know, my husband Gene will, will preach. And Ida said, no, it's not going to be Gene. God told me it's going to be Bo. And my mom faints. And my mom says, it can't be Bo. He's 13 years old. He's watching Voltus 5 on TV. He's reading Superman comics. How can he preach? But Ida said, I don't know. And so she walks up to me and she says, Bo, can you preach next Friday? And I said, yes. And the rest is history. I did not stop. I haven't stopped preaching. And, and the thing is, I can tell you now that it was the gift of wisdom that I received. Ask me why. Because in school, I had failing grades. I had 70, 72 in math and 74 in Filipino. But when I, when I stood in front of a, a group of people, I could preach. I opened the Bible and I could preach. And there, there's something uncanny here, you know. And, and that's why I, I stand. But, but listen to me. For the past 40 years, I've been preaching. Almost. Almost 40 years. And... Most of the time, it's wonderful. Just I know I'm able to connect with the audience. I'm able to connect with listeners. I'm able to bless people. But on, on a few occasions, even now, there are just these blue moon moments when I'm preaching on stage and I'm groping for words. I'm struggling what to say. And my passion is absent. And my jokes are flat. You know, I, usually when I, when I say a joke, people will laugh. <laughs> but but on, that, on those particular talks, you know, when I say a joke, nothing. It's like you could hear the sound of crickets. Quick, 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 quick. And then to make it worse, I would hear the person in the front row snoring in four voices. You want, you want a sample? That's bass. Falsetto, tenor, you know? And and it is so devastating. It's like so humbling. Like I I would, you know, I I go down the stage and I tell myself, what a horrible talk. I am such a horrible speaker. And then a few minutes later, a woman comes up to me. Her eyes bloodshot because of too much crying. And she says, Brother Bo, that was a powerful talk. In my mind, I was thinking, I wonder if this woman is in drugs. Brother Bo, especially when you said this line, it blew me away. I was so, it was that word, that, that, that line was for me. Line. She said the line that I was supposed I purportedly said, but for the life of me, I could not recall me saying that line. I said that line. (laughs) Yes, Brother Bo, it was so powerful. You know, during those moments, I just look up to God and say, you're funny. Lord, thank you. I feel so humbled, so humiliated, but so grateful that God does not need me. 
He can just put words in the ears of the listeners without them even passing through my lips. I want you to know it's so beautiful just to get out of the way and let God have His way. My dear friend, I, I, wanna, I want you to... Can I invite you to... Can I invite you to stand up? I want you to... I want to explain something. Why... So many people are coming to Jesus at the feast. Ask me why. We've made a decision that we're going to be selfless. We, of course, we fail a lot, you know. Believe you me, we fail so many times. But at least we've made a deliberate effort to become selfless. That's why I love the book of Eleanor. She spoke a while ago in her book, Racing Heirs. It's, it's about teaching kids to be selfless. And of course, it has to start with the parents if you're, gonna, if you're going to. You know, when an old person comes up to me, how many of you are above 50? Be honest. I'm, I'm above 50. I'm 51. I want to thank you for being here. Can we give them a big hand? You're here, and you're supporting, and, and you're bringing your young friends here. That's right. And, and, and you're, you're coaching. You're, some, of, some of these people who raise their hands, they're actually serving here. And, and they're mentors, and they're coaches, and they're leaders, and we need you. Everybody above 50, we need you. But I honor you because you know that the culture of the feast is young. You, you know what I'm talking about? You know that you don't fit. But you're still here. Because you're selfless. You got that? I mean, I, I hope you got that. The songs are for young people. You know that. But for you, it's okay. Because I'm not thinking of myself. I'm building a church for the next generation. That's what you're doing. You're getting out of the way. And just supporting and, 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 and leading and coaching so that other people will come up. You know, when an older person comes up to me, and, and this happens, this happens. Brother Bo, Ang lakas ng music. The sound is so loud. The drums, the, the bass. My gosh, the bass guitar. Para sa dibdib nararamdaman ko. Para ako ma heart attack. Brother Bo, can you tell them to tone it down? Brother Bo, the songs are too fast. I can't catch up. Why, did, why, did they, why do we keep on singing new songs? Can we sing the older songs? If an older person says that to me, I smile and I say, thank you so much for your feedback. We appreciate it. But your feedback means we're doing the right thing. We're singing the right songs in the right volume. Because the music is not for people like you. 
It's for your children and for your grandchildren. Do you want to build a church for your children and your grandchildren? If you do, be selfless. Don't think about yourself. Think of them. We need to build a community where young people will be attracted to, be comfortable with, and find a home. Are you listening to me? That's why I want to honor all the older people here. You are selfless. And you're saying, really, really, really want to thank you. So, older people, if you feel that the music is not your taste anymore, it's too fast, congratulate yourself. We're doing the right thing. Not just the music. The teaching has to be for young people. The ambiance, the lights, everything has to be for young people. The older people, we're there to be selfless. We're there to support. We're there to coach. We're there to mentor. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's the only way for the Holy Spirit to work. And that's why we have a feast in Ormoc, in Oslo, and in a cruise ship. And that's why there are 349 feasts around the world. Because we're building a church for the next generation. Can I invite you to be selfless? Can I invite you to take away your pride? Don't think about yourself anymore. Say, Lord, use me. Use me to serve other people. Give me the gifts that I need. Let's pray. Put your arms up if this is a comfortable posture for you and just say, Father, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is a fire in my soul. Let that fire burn my sacrifice. I sacrifice to you my preference, my convenience, my selfishness. Use me. Give me the gifts that I need in order to serve you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcast.